You're listening to the Teen Guru Podcast. Have you heard? The robots are coming. Who could have missed the relentless stream of news coverage over the last few years about how AI and the robots are about to change everything? As software takes over tasks and increasingly complex decision-making, it's raising questions about the future of work and how we prepare the workforce for what comes next. According to the trade group A3, U.S. companies added over 136,000 robots to factory floors over the past seven years. New technologies like self-driving cars are poised to eliminate whole job sectors in the next few decades. Self-driving cars are already on the roads in some parts of the world, and as they become more widespread and more reliable, they will displace millions of workers. Driving is one of the largest employers of non-tertiary educated men across the developed world. In the United States, it's number one. Soon, being a delivery or a long-haul truck driver will be a thing of the past. Let's start with Waymo. Waymo, which used to be the Google self-driving car project, is widely considered by most people to be the leader when it comes to autonomous drive vehicles. They were the first ones out testing self-driving technology in a modified Lexus. They have more miles under their belt than anyone else, and they're also testing out a self-driving ride-hailing program in the Phoenix area. The service sector is another major employer in the developed world. Anyone that has used the self-service checkout at the grocery store knows that the writing is on the wall for anyone working as a checkout operator. Incidentally, in my part of the world, one of the major supermarkets has given their self-service system the delightfully ironic name, Assisted Checkouts. And the fast food industry is about to change too. Just last week, an American company called Miso Robotics unveiled Flippy to the world. You are looking at the world's first hamburger robot, Flippy, whose job it is to flip burgers all day here at the Cali Burger Restaurant in Pasadena, California. The bottom line at this hamburger joint, Flippy could solve the problem with turnover. People come in, um, we train them. They work on the grill. Um, they realize it's not very fun to work on the grill, uh, right? It's hot and greasy, um, requires uh, you know, constant use of your wrist. And so um, they leave and- People see, see a robot, they hear the word robot, they assume job replacement, but this is not about replacing jobs. The robot costs $60,000 to $100,000, depending on how elaborate it is. The top of the line model, for instance, both flips and cleans up afterwards. And do you think the robot can make up hamburger as well as a human? Uh, actually, it's not better, but it's similar. Flippy was taken offline just a day after being installed in its first restaurant, but it didn't malfunction. The robot was so efficient, its human co-workers just couldn't keep up. And it isn't just low-skilled jobs that are going to be replaced by robots. High-skilled work, like in the financial information technology sectors, are also under threat. There's been a lot of hand-wringing in the news about the coming changes, and just maybe that hand-wringing is justified. The evolution before us will be more destabilizing than the first industrial revolution 200 years ago. But it doesn't necessarily need to be a scary prospect. Back in episode 61, I was joined by Anders Sorman Nielsen, a leading futurist. He travels the world helping organizations spot trends 
and design strategies that will ensure they survive and thrive in tomorrow's world. He told me that there is as much opportunity as there is risk in our automated future. I do think that there is a space for humans in the future, for sure. Uh, whether it's you know contextual thinking, strategy, creativity, innovation, the human touch, uh, artisanship, craftsmanship or craftswomanship, you know, back to the kind of farm to table, you know, value adding fundamentally human things that robots still largely suck at, right? <laughs> those things, certainly, if you start excelling in those spaces, you know, while teaming up with the robots, <laughs> you're going to be in a good space, right? However, anything that's rote, anything that's repeatable, anything that's process will eventually go to the robots. I mean, I was working with one of our clients in the Netherlands in early October, and on the way to the airport, we went past ING Bank. Now, ING Bank in Australia was known as ING Direct, one of the first mm -hmm. online, pure play online banks here. But in the Benelux countries, they actually have bricks and mortar branches. Because of blockchain technologies, which of course can do a lot of the back-end functioning of banks, mm -hmm. it's been said by JP Morgan Chase that up to 50% of banking jobs could be up for the robots to grab over the next 10 to 20 years. And that particular week, driving past ING Bank, they had just announced redundancies of 5,500 people. And the spokesman at ING Bank said that we have to adapt. As a consequence, it means that we can adapt with a lot less people. Yeah. And that is just, for me, such a telltale sign that if you're in a job and you're not engaged, if you're in a job and you haven't learned and upgraded your skills, if you're in a particular niche and you're just sort of hoping that the unions are going to look after you, you're you're a luddite. You yes, I was going to say something worse in French, okay. but that's fine. No, no, give it, to, give it to us in French. I won't understand it anyway. Aussie French. I think you understand the gist. So you have to start upgrading your skills. You have to make sure that you change your game because otherwise you're going to be out of your job. And I do think that in the future, yes, the robots will be taking a lot of jobs, and I do think that this time. It is different. Yes, we'll find other ways to occupy human beings, but this is not just a repeat, right? It's not just a repeat of the physical world when we moved from, say, you know, textile workers to textile machines, mm -hmm. or when we moved from humans and horses working the farms to having tractors or precision technology doing it instead, because people still moved, you know from rural to urban, and they created the necessity for new jobs, yes, right? Yes, yes. This is like, this is not a tractor taking your job. This is your job moving to the cloud. Yeah. Or to a data center up in the Arctic Circle. This is different because it's in this cyber world that many people fail to comprehend. And while if you were a Luddite, it was easy to smash a machine, it wasn't very efficient, mm -hmm. it's very hard to try and smash the cloud. <laughs> Yet some will try. So if you're working in a job that is easily repeatable 
and doesn't take a lot of thought, it's a low-skill job that is a repeatable motion, then you are in desperate trouble. If you're working in a job that adds value, that adds the human element of empathy, then you're probably looking pretty good as long as you learn to integrate the work that you do with the machines. Yeah, I'll give you an example, right? My girlfriend, Nicole, she has a fashion label. She used to work for Yves Saint Laurent in Paris. Now she has a fashion label that does swimwear in Australia and around the world, right? Small business. It's called Ephemera. Check it out. And she is able to, as an artisan, as a fashion designer, do something that is beautifully designed, attention to detail, produced in Australia with a European design aesthetic, and she distributes a piece of Australian culture, swim, salt, the, you know, sand, the ocean to the world. How does she do that? By really clever marketing, right? She's using all the tools at her disposal, whether it be Instagram, whether it be MailChimp, whether it be the digital technology that she runs her online store to. But at the same time, she also faces up at all the major fashion events around the world to make sure that she greets her retailers, be it Lane Crawford in Hong Kong, for example, in person as well. So she brings both the human element, the craftswomanship, and of course, digital technology enables her to also distribute it and to connect with a much wider audience than she would have been able to do in previous industrial eras because she's partnering with the robots as well. We're headed into uncharted waters when it comes to artificial intelligence and automation, but there is a tremendous upside to living in a world free from subsistence labour. Human creativity will be the last thing to be replaced by robots, and those of us who are prepared for that change will surely reap the rewards. I, for one, am hugely optimistic and excited about everything that's going to be part of our future. I hope you enjoyed this bite-side portion of the Team Guru podcast. I'll be back next week with an interview episode. You can listen to my full conversation with Anders Sorman Nielsen at teams.guru forward slash podcast. Thanks for your company. I look forward to joining you again soon.